Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. But first, a new drug testing regime introduced at Electric Picnic last year is to be rolled out to other big festivals and will be happening at Life Festival this weekend. It's part of the HSC drug harm reduction campaign with people encouraged to anonymously surrender their drugs for testing. The pilot drug checking scheme at EP last September did detect high potency MDMA pills, powders and crystals and a new substance 3CMC. And there was a sharing of of dangerous substances and then that again encouraged people to avoid those substances. So what do you think about this new approach? And do you think we should go a step further? As I was saying to, to Pat earlier, only 46 people out of all the people going to Electric Picnic. And that's not to say that all of them were drug taking. Absolutely not. But only 46 people came forward. Is it time to have a more realistic view of drug taking and allowing people to come have their drugs tested? Or does that condone illegal drug use? You can get in touch with us. You can email lunchtimelive at newstalk.com or you can WhatsApp us for free 87 106. But Sophie Ridley is the safety officer at Live Festival and she joins me on the line now. Sophie, you're welcome to Lunchtime Live. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So tell us how this process works. Okay, so the process works. It's not a situation where individuals can go and get their drugs tested to be told whether they're safe or not. Um, no drug is safe, but some are more dangerous than others. Um, and the way this works is that there are two bins, one in the medical tent and one in the HSE drugs information tent, and people can put their drugs in there, and they'll be tested by a laboratory, and if anything particularly strong or cut with something that might be poisonous is found, then a warning is issued as it was at Electric Picnic last year. And Professor Eamon Keenan, the HSE's National Clinical Lead for Addiction Services, has been speaking about this and he's saying that drugs are becoming more potent and more dangerous and the stronger the drugs, the higher risk to people, particularly from a mental health point of view. Yes, that's the case. Um, I work with Eamon on the on the Committee for Emerging Drugs Trends um, from the HSE, which recommended this back of house testing. Um, we have numerous harm reduction policies in place at LIFE um, we have an information service that goes out uh, to our patrons before they come and while they're there. And we have um, the HSE advice team there where people can go and discuss um, what's in drugs and what the effect they may have on you, whether they con- the contradictions with other medicines people might be taking. Um, and then we have a very uh, robust medical team led by an AE consultant. And what sort of reactions have you had from, from people who have who've taken part in, in this? Well, we haven't done this at Life before. So the first time place it happened was Electric Picnic. Um, I think pe- people people were very glad it was there and very glad to get um, warnings so they know what they're taking is not the most extreme variation. Because I think people will say, ah, look, it's, it's, you know, it's fine and there'll be justification in, you know, this happens all the time. Whereas this is sending a different message. This is giving people the information and educating around the ingredients. Exactly. And that, that, that information process starts right in the tents at life where people can go and ask information through the medical tents and then up to the drugs testing where information can be given out if there's something that's particularly dangerous there or poisonous. 
And Sophie, where do you stand on, on taking things as a step further and having a sort of acceptance that drugs are going to be taken and allowing people to have their drugs tested? Is that just not something that could be condoned from a health and safety point of view? This is not something that's happening in Ireland at the moment. At the moment, the law doesn't allow that to happen. It does happen in the UK. And there is quite a lot of conversation about whether it's condoning the use of drugs. Um, but this happens mainly at events. And events may be where people are trying drugs for the first time or trying a mixture of drugs they haven't tried before. And they think if information we can give people to keep them safe whilst acknowledging that no drugs are safe. Um, it is something that should be done, you know, to keep people from harm as much as possible. Yeah, um, I, you know, it is perhaps, I don't, I mean, it is just a way of taking it out of, of judgment um, and allowing that safe space for people to come forward and ask questions. It is, and we, we provide that safe base for people to ask questions. Um, we don't provide that basis for people to get the drugs tested. And I think at the moment, that's not a step that we'll be taking for a little while yet. As I say, there's legal complications around it. But the more information people can get, the more you can tell them about how things interact, the more you can tell them how to take drugs if they're going to take them to start slow, you know, wait to see what that effect is before taking something else, um, you know, the safer people will be. Okay, well, Sophie Ridley there is the safety officer at Life Festival. Will you stay on the line, Sophie? Because I I want to bring in a couple of callers. We've Brona on the line in Dublin. Brona, you're welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you, Claire. Thanks for having me on the show. And Um, what do you think about this um, testing of of drugs and this this open policy where people can go and, and ask questions? I, I do think it's it's a it's a great idea. It's like it's a step in the in the right direction. I myself kind of don't go to music festivals because of the kind of like drug use and drink use and I'm I'm not really much of a I I have a drink every now and again, but I wouldn't I've seen what, what as as Sophie was saying, what, what drug use can do to some people if they're not sure what's in it and have maybe never done it before. And it it kinda of takes away from the the community aspect of, of of a festival and the music and the participation of everything. Um, uh, to be honest, like it, it's kind of addressing at, at the beginning the elephant in the festival. Like you know, we all know what's happening. It's 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 going to happen no matter what. Um, I think informing people of what's in in the drugs is is a major thing as well because as Sophie said, like it could be the very first time that someone even tries drugs for the first time or whatever or you know like um i think it's it's a good to be aware of it but i think maybe like i don't even know how you'd be able to bring it forward obviously with the the legal restrictions and everything but like a safe space for people wanting to experiment or whatever would probably be a good be a good step in the next direction as well so when you're going to a festival, Rona, or you, you literally don't go because you will be fearful for the people around you. Yeah, I was at, I was at Oxygen back, back, back a long time ago. And um, that's the one thing that put me off was uh, just people not even like recognising people from, that I knew from school or wherever and uh, them not even knowing me or being able to hold a conversation. Um, it kind of took the enjoyment for me, and I know alcohol is the exact same, um, so it's not just drug use and everything as well. I find I'm a massive music lover, and I find a lot of my experiences, even at concerts, like even like fest, uh, big concerts, you know, in, in um, uh, 
uh, Phoenix Park or anywhere um, anywhere that there's concerts over the summer is ruined because of the excessive, you know, people not taking things in moderation. Yeah, I, I have a little, I, I can relate to what you're saying because I think I have a little bit of that myself. I do panic and worry, especially a very young person who seems to have become lost from their friends, who doesn't really know where they are. And a festival... Yeah. Um, is a very different place because you're more than just a taxi ride home and, and you would worry yeah. a, about people at it. So I, I do really hear what you are saying. Um, but at least this provides a kind of a, a safe space for people. Um, do you think, though, if we only had 46 people come forward for electric picnic, the fact that you're handing over the drugs, people still want have made that decision perhaps that they're going to try it hopefully you will get people who think twice find out what was in it and mm. say well thank god I never went down that road but would you welcome a more realistic approach perhaps some might call it where there is an acceptance that there's going to be drug taking and it's tested for harmful substances people are advised on harm reduction techniques or do you think that's condoning illegal drug use I, do, I think the, the whole thing about it is, is it's illegal. That's what draws people to it in the first place. Like when you're young, like I'm not condoning it in any way, but like the generation and the when I was younger as well, the social aspect of it, it, underage drinking, even it's the it's just just the kind of like feeling of involvement and rebelling, I suppose as well, that everyone enjoys. So I like. You can't really do a whole pile about it. I know when there's laws around it to condone it, but if the laws were to change even slightly, it might make people, you know, see it less as a novelty and more of like, a, oh, this could actually, you know, could do me harm. You know, like the way that they brought in the, the even the drug driving bans and everything with alcohol, like it just, it made people stop and think because, you know, it's if it's allowed to be done, it has to be done in moderation. All right, Brona, thank you very much for coming on. Lots of texts coming on on this. One says, my thoughts are no drugs. All drugs are illegal. This normalises drugs. People are too OK with people breaking the law. Underage drinking, smoking, drugs, whatever keeps the kids happy, we do it. It is a huge problem. I don't believe in it. We have a huge problem with drugs here and it seems like no one cares. Every kid you talk to nowadays is nearly on it. I have a child and it scares me. Taking drugs these days is just like having a cup of tea and it's extremely bad. The road we are heading down, there is no coming back. Well, I know it's very prevalent. I I don't deny that, but I, I don't think we're quite at the having a cup of tea stage. But it is at festivals. It is at music venues. And while this is asking people to surrender their drugs, have it tested, know what's in the drugs that are circulating through that festival and get a message out there is what we're talking about and asking, are you OK with that? But we're also talking about, and Sophie Ridley said it's it's happening in other parts of the world, such as the UK, where you can have your drugs tested and be given them back with advice on how to take them safely. Is that more realistic? Not to that texture anyway. One says at festivals in other European countries, there's a safe area where you can get your drugs tested in front of you. They then tell you what's in it. 
in your specific drug and can warn you. And if it's not what you think, etc., the system in Ireland is utterly pointless. You leave your drugs in a bin and they're randomly tested at some point. You don't get information on your specific sample. That's why very few people used it. This won't help save lives like proper drug testing in other countries does. And another says, how can people think helping people stay safe is a bad idea? How would you feel if you went for a pint knowing that it was made in the side street in a dirty barrel with zero hygiene by some guy who couldn't care less? what it's like really once he makes his money. Well, yeah, you don't want to be putting your health and safety trust in whoever is selling you the drugs in the first place. We have Stuart on the line in Kildare. Stuart, you're welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I'd agree that it's not gone far enough, to be honest, Jim. Like, the reality is, with any festivals, there's going to be drug taken. Hands down. Like people are giving out, I can hear some of the texts there saying, oh, drugs are illegal. Yes, we know drugs are dangerous, but the biggest killer in this country is still alcohol. And yet, that's sold freely at them. Like, I work in the addiction services. Not everyone who goes to a festival is going to end up sitting in a drink and drug rehabilitation centre. That's, that's a given. You know, it's... In other, like, I've lived abroad, I've lived in Holland, where you do get your drugs tested, and they're given back to you. You make the choice whether you want to take it or not. And Stuart, you know, we often get in the discussion of drugs the answer that sure alcohol is as bad and the amount of deaths we have and how bad it is and yet we take it freely. The horse has bolted on that one. We can't take steps with alcohol now, whereas we seem to be able to still with drugs. I mean, Not a chance. That horse was bolted many years ago with drugs. I, I can remember drugs as failure. Never mind oxygen. It's 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 not like the, the cocaine problem in Ireland is often it it is it's as common as having a pint. Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? I th- I right, think it's but scary. But that's the, it's 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 beyond scary. But that's the society and and the reality we live in. So we accept that. We take it away from the black market. We take it away and, and legalise it. Is, is that what you would suggest? Or well, just Portuguese this testing? Model, uh, well, I'd, I'd, go, I'd start with testing. Like the Portuguese model is already there. Where the, but, but they have the infrastructure to deal with harm reduction. Well, we don't. Like, it's, this is not just, this has to be a societal problem. It's not just start with the likes of life and electric picnic. This has to be societal across the board. Like the drug problems don't start the festivals. Let's let, let's be honest. But but we do know that they're there. Like you go to any festival in Ireland, there is going to be drugs. There's there's none that there isn't. It's the same way there's drink at them. There's also drugs at them. People are going to take them. Why not put something in place where they can actually test them? They've done this in other European countries for years. And what are the harm reduction facilities that are in place in places like Holland? Because surely they're not immune from drug addiction or drug related issues. Not by all means, but they do work off of a much more of a rehabilitation model than prosecution model. Yeah, we're turning a blind eye to what's happening anyway. Like, like it, this is happening either way. But you putting someone in, 
you putting someone locked up for three months for a small drug charge is an absolute. It's doing more harm than good in reality. Someone gets a 12 weeks little Mickey Mouse sentence for does a small stretch for a small drug charge. That doesn't benefit the person. Like, and we do have to remember there's a massive difference between full-blown addiction and someone taking and someone experimenting on a festival. They're not the same thing. People who are in addiction aren't at festivals because that's that's not where their headspace is. They've gone beyond that. They've gone to a much darker place of where they're at. But is there not still a lot of fear around drug taking, fear of prosecution, as you say, fear of something happening and that if we have this sort of free for all where you can come, have it tested, be told, look, there are still dangers, but it's up to you. Does that not send out a very different message and encourage some people to say, well, all right, then I'll give it a go? Well, I suggest it's happening anyway. Like, I'm going to suggest that the majority of people are going to take drugs anyway. At festivals, so let's let let's start to make them a little bit safer. If there's a bag, if there's a bad batch of ecstasy or a bad bad batch of MDMA at a festival and it's caught early, people won't take it. Yeah, and that's what we had at Electric Picnic last year. I want to go back to Sophie Ridley, Safety yeah. Officer at Life Festival. Um, hang on, on the line there, Stuart. Um, Sophie, this is really what we're looking to do, isn't it? find potentially harmful substances and use this as an educator for people. That's exactly what we're trying to do and try to stop people taking them and where they may have severe medical harm from them. Yeah, and, you know, we we start to have this discussion around, you know, alcohol use and, and drug use and these things are happening anyway. But what do you say to that argument, the idea that the horse is bolted and people are taking drugs and why don't we take this a step on and allow them to do it in a, in a safer manner by testing them and handing them back? I think that's probably a question beyond me. It takes quite a lot. It will take. Uh, we've discussed this on the committee. It will take quite a lot to change the legislation. At the moment, the only people allowed to be in possession of drugs are Gagi and very few people licensed by HIPRA. So the whole system we'd have to go through. Um, what's happening at the moment is this back-of-house drug testing will happen this year. There'll be a review at the end of the year. The committee will look at it and make further recommendations based on discussions throughout, you know, with people like me who are representatives of the, the music industry, um, the Gardaí, HSE, addiction people, that sort of thing. Fair enough. Thank you uh, for coming on and talking to us today. We've Cathy on the line in Dublin. Cathy, you were at Electric Picnic last year. Was this initiative something you spotted? Good afternoon. Uh, yes, I did. It was more like it was my first time at the festival. So first of all, I did kind of notice the casual taking of drugs and all different types of drugs, really, from cannabis to MDMA to cocaine and ketamine. And it was happening either like beside me or like near my uh, tent where I was camping. And I was kind of from day one being like, OK, this is how it's going to be here. But I did notice that there was stewards and kind of medical people not watching as such, but like nearby if something went wrong. And I did notice the when there was, I think it was a purple skull tablet that was the issue, I suppose. And that was up on a kind of a sign in front of each gig before it started. So that was obviously new for me as well to see that. But I thought it was very useful for, say, the people around me who were taking something that they would stop. And potentially it's a life-saving measure. And if you kind of don't have that in place, you're just ignoring an issue that's right in front of you. 
So how far do you think this this initiative should go? At the moment, as you say, it's a, it's a health and safety issue. People are keeping an eye out. There's information circulated. Is, is, is that enough? How do you feel about the discussion that's been raised mm-hmm. here that it's not going far enough and we should be testing and, and, and perhaps handing back to people? I do think that if this is going to work, it should be European-wide and UK included in terms of if there's a measure going to be put in place that it should be standard across all festivals. I know that's what we're trying to do here, but like Irish people are going to go to a different festival in Spain or Holland or whatever and like they should expect the same standard particularly if we're going to take drugs, that they're as safe wherever they are, will be my view. So if this is seen as too light, then maybe other European examples should be kind of looked at and follow one of their models. But I do think that it should be the same across the board. Because it seems like in a way, now look, as we've said, dangerous um, ingredients and dangerous substances can be circulated, you know, do not take this. And especially with social media, that can fly around a festival and, and really save lives. But it seems like this regime almost speaks to people who are sort of on the fence about whether they'll take something or not and that they may go to the tent, have a tech or the bin, have it checked or, you know, then say, well, thank God I, I didn't take that in the end, rather than the people who are already taking it. Do you think they have an awareness about harm reduction or, or is that on their mind going to a festival? I suppose you could kind of say maybe they've built up a tolerance. But I do think, like I saw it at Electric Picnic, there was kind of people who were there for the first time and kind of thought, I'm going to have to take MDMA for this event because it's like a rite of passage and that's what you do at a festival. So if that's the target... I think maybe that's a good thing, but it has to be more widespread if it's being effective. Like, as in, as I said, about four or six people coming, like, we do need to get that up a bit more if it's going to actually make an impact. Fair enough. Cathy, thank you very much for coming on. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And we've been talking about drug testing at festivals. It was introduced here in Ireland at Electric Picnic last year and is to be rolled out to other festivals, including Life Festival this weekend. And the way it works here is you anonymously surrender the drugs. They are tested to try and find dangerous substances and then the information that can then be sent out to other festival goers. But the conversation has moved on to other areas of the world where the drugs can be given back and advice can be given to the user about harm reduction. And we've been asking for your thoughts on it. And one texter says ensuring people take drugs safely is not the same as condoning it. It's the sensible thing to do. Telling people what's in their drugs, petrol, thinners, harmful chemicals, would deter people and keep them safe. Not doing this is sweeping it under the carpet. People turn to drugs for a reason and we're not tackling it. We need to tackle the reason. Well, we had Stuart on earlier who works in addiction services and he said, we're not, you know, they are two very different things. You're not going to find addicts at a festival because that's not their headspace. I think when people are going to a festival, there's a different kind of, uh, it was mentioned by one of the callers, a, a rite of passage that people are looking for an experience or they're looking to be able to stay awake a little bit longer. With those kind of reasons, what what do you work towards? When it's the numbing, I suppose, and, and taking for different reasons, that's the, the issue as a society perhaps we, we need to tackle and look at. We have Daniel on the line. Daniel, why did you get in touch with Lunchtime Live today? Um, I, I think I phoned in because I was a bit shocked by the attitude of that caller in addiction services. Obviously, he's got a 
a career out of it, you know, he, he gets paid. And uh, to say that um, you kind of compare an addict to, to somebody at a festival is crazy. Every addict started with his first joint at a festival, maybe. And, uh, you know, it's really, but the whole thing with drugs is an absolute dilemma and there's no easy answer. And to think that something like, oh, just testing drugs, that's going to make things better. It's not, we have to, I believe, take a, a, a stance. Do we legalize everything and tax it and stop? I mean, when you buy drugs, you're paying for the bullets that killed that guy at the way in, you know, in the Regency Hotel. Or you're paying for the AK-47. Or you're paying for the Kinnahans or the Hutchins or whoever is selling the drugs. That's what you're involved in when you're buying drugs in Ireland. Apart from the damage that does to people's health. I mentioned to your researcher that I know of one family with four sons, where three of the sons are now dead because of drugs. Three. One found dead on the street, and the other two died in hospitalism. And, and uh, I mean, that is the reality of drugs. So, so we have an absolutely incredibly difficult decision to make. Do we legalize everything? Uh, I mean, look, prohibition in America resulted in organized crime. It's like getting a foothold, and that's what created organized crime that we have today. Was, was banning alcohol. So that's banning drugs that created another wave of criminals. And but then your children, I don't know if you have children, but you, your children, my children, my grandchildren are then in an environment where they're likely to be like one of those three guys who died. And you know, it could very easily happen. It could be one of your family, one of mine. And but that's the consequences of everything being legalized. And then the other thing is you go like Singapore and, and, and you say if you're caught with, with drugs, you're hung. If you're have a quantity over a certain amount, you're hung, that's it, in the story. Or if you're caught with any drugs, I don't know what the proper punishment, I wouldn't put somebody in jail for weeks, it's a waste of taxpayers' money, I'd have them publicly whipped or whatever, you know, I know that's probably against the Constitution. Sorry, did you say you'd be put, you'd have them publicly whipped? Oh yeah, yeah, it's much cheaper. But, I mean, if, if, if you're really going to take an attitude, either one, you make it legal and you allow it and you make tax and you, and you have then even a segregation at A&E where you have a a drug tank and a drunk tank for the druggies to go in there and the people who are in favour of drugs and volunteers to go in there and look at clean up the vomit and, and, and the crap in there looking after the druggies so they're not inflicted on the normal people. That can be taken care of that way. You make the whole thing legal. The other way is to make it illegal. But where we are now is we're in the middle. We're in the middle where organised crime are the beneficiaries. And and it's just a crazy world. I mean, and this thing of testing, testing has constant giving you a break. I mean, we're just, I mean, I'm sure the drug dealers are delighted to hear that. Oh, there's a lot to process, Daniel, in, in, in yeah. what you said there. I mean, I think you're right in one sense that people are not making the connection. They're horrified with what they're reading about gangland crime in the newspapers and they're not making connection if they are socially drug taking at the weekends. They're, they're not connecting those two dots and perhaps they should. But I think there's a real lack of empathy in, in what you're saying if you're asking us to get on board with publicly whipping people for drug taking. And you did say a couple of comments there about Stuart who works in addiction services that he's, you know, making a career out of it, doing it for money. Yes. Where Where's yes. the empathy in that and, and, and helping people and coming from it from a rehabilitation point of view as opposed to punishing this whole, people? This whole thing, I'm 63 years old. I've heard about this all my life about helping people. And, and a drug addict, a drug addict, his whole, their world revolves around the next fix. That's all they think about. It's, actually, I, I've never heard of a drug uh, addict being rehabilitated fully, that they were off drugs. 
I, I mean, I'm serious. I know I lived in countries, not in Ireland, other countries where drugs were much more prevalent. And I just, it's fantasy. You know, it's just to, to, to get somebody who is so, drugs are so addictive and so damaging. People's brains are damaged by them. And I don't know, maybe one in a thousand is, is, is genuinely taken out of drugs and never goes back again. I, I, I don't believe that. I'm sorry, I just, what I've seen myself, what I've seen myself is once you're heavily involved in drugs, that's your life ruined. You're absolutely ruined. You might have some kind of, uh, you know, get out of it for a while, but you're back in. And, and it's, I'm, I'm sorry to say that is the reality. All right, Daniel, thank you very much for coming on. I'd like to get your reaction to what Daniel had to say. And I know a lot of people who have got clean from drug taking that became a problem. There's also a lot of highly functioning people, I suppose it's arguable, who would still be involved in drug taking. That's not to condone it, because I think when you really peel down between the layers, there can be a lot of issues going on and a lot of people are saying it's happening anyway why aren't we making it safe but I I want to highlight somebody like Brian Penny for example who is an Irish man who was a heroin addict he's now a neuroscientist and is a highly inspirational speaker helping other people I think we need to keep empathy in this discussion as well as sense but does Daniel have a point he's 63 he's listening to this his whole life. Should we legalise? Should we not? And he's on the knot. Pat from Cork says the people who take drugs means they know drug dealers. Drugs destroy lives and families and the drug dealers and takers are part of the system. Arrest them and charge them for possession of an illegal substance. Make them supply the names who supplied them. That's from Pat in Cork. I think the supply and demand issue, Pat, um, they're trying to do that, but there's just too many for them to manage, which is why it still continues. I think Ireland needs to drag itself into the modern age, says another. Drug testing has been in place in Australia for nearly two decades and has saved countless lives. You have your drugs tested. Being in denial is not how you address the drug issue. Recreational drugs are older than me in society and I am half a century. It's time to move drugs into health, not crime and punishment. Well, that's what we're talking about today and you can keep your thoughts coming in. And we've Tony on the line in Carlo. Tony, you were at the festival last year. What are your thoughts on this drug testing regime. Hello Claire. Um, it, the drug testing regime in, in the electric picnic was effectively useless. Um, where they recovered the drugs was in the medigo tent where people were probably having a, an adverse reaction to one thing or another and then they surrendered whatever they had and the, the sample size was minute and it didn't capture any sort of serious drug taken. But what of the harmful substance that they identified and being able to say, watch out for this, don't take this. If you have this in your possession, it's highly dangerous. We we might not know the effects of that. Just because we can't quantify it doesn't mean it didn't happen. No, 100%. But the the methodology that they used uh, was all wrong. The the word on on the ground there was that the police were going to be keeping an eye on the on the tent, so nobody was going to put anything in there uh, unless they were sort of coerced into it. But if we took it that step on then, and we were taking drugs, testing it, and handing it back, is that not condoning it? Like I have to say, when I think about my kids growing up to be teenagers, if that was the case, I imagine 
they perhaps would be more inclined to take them and think, well, OK, well, I'll get them tested and then I'll be fine. And that's not necessarily true. I disagreed a lot with uh, what our last caller said. But one thing he said was a lot of addicts start with just that one time, just that one time that's just going to be fun until it's not. Yeah, absolutely. I, I And I agree with that. And, and I'm in no way condoning drug taking in, in general. Uh, but we have to be realistic. These substances are out there. They're there. They're endemic in every community in the country. Uh, electric picnic is, is the wrong target anyway. This is recreational weekend use. Uh, by people who are there, they probably do it once a year. Uh, many, many don't, but a lot do. All right, Tony, I think we have to, to leave it there. I'll finish on a couple of texts, um, but we may return to it later in the show. Uh, one says, um, Claire, I broke up with my partner over her cocaine use. She's due to go to a festival this summer and I'm so fearful she will do damage to herself while attending. The use of drugs, particularly cocaine, is rampant, as you know, but she is oblivious to the dangers. Heart attack, stroke, paranoia, anxiety. It really distresses me to think she'll be in a field somewhere and possibly suffering. Thanks. Well, it sounds like even after breakup, you're still caring in some way for her. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.